didn't preach for a while. She was pretty excited. Put your hands together <laughs> for Pastor Jacob. All right. Thank you, Lord. So just I'm so encouraged about how amazing our everyday church has responded to the challenge of being an overflow church. And uh, so Mel said she cleaned out Kurong this week. You guys cleaned out. She actually bought a good amount of books last week and you guys cleaned us out last week. So we're expecting that. uh, I'm just thrilled that this church is taking the mandate seriously. Um, in, in our growth groups, uh, we're, we're discussing this idea as well, and uh, and and I've got the privilege of leading our youth uh, group at the moment, which is essentially at the moment it's really just one of our growth groups, and we do things a little bit differently. We have pizza and chocolate and games, so I think we do it better, but you know, each for their own. Um, not a sort of contest, but if it was, we'd win. But um. When, when I was sharing, I was with the young guys uh, this week, or uh, sorry, last last group. I was uh, I shared from Mark Mark's gospel, and and and, it's, and Jesus, and it's just the words of Jesus, Mark eight thirty four. It says, "Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny himself, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it?" For someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And what can someone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when, it com- when He comes into His Father's glory with the holy angels. And what I was speaking to the guys about, to the, to the young people about, was just the importance of living our faith, just the importance of being real and the importance of uh, not being afraid to speak up, not being afraid to to share the gospel, and even taking a hold of the responsibility that we need to be breaking out of our comfort zone and, and talking about Jesus and inviting people to church, and, and in, you know, in that case, inviting people along to youth. And um, it's a pretty like it's, I remember when it, it, the part where I re- when I read, "If anyone's ashamed of me and my words, and there's the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes to his." I remember seeing one of the looks on the young guy's face. <laughs> It was just like, it, it was amazing. It's just like, he took it seriously. It was like, he probably had heard that scripture for the first time. And, and then it was real. And I wonder how many times we've heard it and we, I don't know, maybe it's not real. Like, just imagine that you actually believe that if you're afraid to share about Jesus, you're ashamed that Jesus will be ashamed of you. Imagine that on that day, like where Jesus says, like, you know, where the Father brings you up and your name comes up. It's going to come up. Imagine, like, God, God saying it, and Jesus is like, oh, no, no, I'm just, just, I'm embarrassed to talk about that, dude. You know, it's real. It's real, and and and, and being a, being sharing our faith is an integral part of being a believer and, and walking walking with Christ. It's and it's just like, what can you if you gain the whole world, you forfeit your soul? Like, there's payoffs, there's transitions, there's and, and and we need to learn how to navigate that. We need to learn how to navigate it. And this uh, particular exercise we've we've done. 
but our natural, our natural uh, sharing styles, there's one called a truth teller. Now, a truth teller, they'll tell you straight. Sometimes they'll just shoot you straight between the eyes. And for those people, you know what, they generally don't have too much trouble telling you what they think. Some of us are a little bit more diplomatic. Some of us are too diplomatic. And so I'm like, as I'm processing this, and I'm, uh, Melissa said something when she shared last week. Uh, it was about our motive has to be love. A motive has to be love. A motive, in sh- a motive in sharing the gospel has to be love. And as I was meditating on that idea and that where does the compulsion, the instruction, the command to share our faith collide with love as our motive. And I thought I wanted to get real practical today and, and just share from uh, and, and just share about that. And the scripture that I feel really sort of encapsulates the, that, that collision is, is in John chapter 15 and verse 13. Because remember it's saying, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But who, so if whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will saving it, will save it. So we're talking about losing life, we're talking about love. Losing our life for the gospel, not being afraid to lose our life, not being afraid to put it all down and love. And, and the collision of those two ideas, I think um, John fifteen thirteen says this, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And, uh, and I wanted to break that down and use that as our, the, the vehicle, if, we, if, if you will, to process how we can, how to share Jesus. So the first thing we've got to get is love is our motive. So I'm breaking this passage down. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his service. Greater love. So it has love. Love. It starts with love. God knows too. Do you want to know that? God knows as well where you're at. See, it says Proverbs 16, 2 says, All a person's ways seem pure to them, but, made, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Like we sometimes, God knows. And in 1 Corinthians, it gets pretty like, up front about it and it's talking about just uh if i'm speaking in tongues but don't have love and this resounding gong gifts all these amazing things can move faith that moves mountains but don't have love i'm nothing in the eyes of god he says i'm nothing if I, so isn't that what it's about we're talking about jesus in his eyes in god's eyes we want to be pleasing him and, and it says here that if I exercise my faith in the most radical ways, but I'm not motivated by love. I'm nothing. That's heavy, man. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships, catch this, guys. Because God knows your motives, that I may boast. Because why do you actually want to witness? Why do you want to share your faith? Why do you... Is it like to get your extra little tickets to heaven, your little God points, your ego, your spiritual ego, that I might boast, that I'll feel good about myself, that I might boast, but have not love, I gain nothing. It's like you might have all the little God points you want, but God sees it as nothing. 
Your motive matters. You have to start with love. You have to start with love. You'll remember you're doing, you're sharing the gospel with people because you care about them. That's why. I'm not saying don't share your faith until you've got it all together. Because there's another place where Paul says, you know what, motives aside, the main thing is is that Christ is preached. So I'm not saying don't, you, you don't have to have it all together before you start sharing your faith, but I'm saying get it together. And the next part here is, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Lay down your life. Not to lay down your life. You have to have a life. It has to be your life. It's to lay down your life. Your life. Like, sometimes we don't actually show what our life is. We don't actually give our life to anybody. That life so often, especially when we're our good little Christians that are doing our good little Christian activities and staying within our four walls and doing our right, you know. We want to paint ourselves as holier than. We want to, you know, the scripture says that by his wounds I was healed, so I should not get on and let people know that I'm struggling in an area. Because all things, the old things have passed away. Behold, everything is new, so therefore I shouldn't have challenges. But you do have challenges. You might not reach out to people because you don't like yourself. You might not give your life away because you don't like your life. You don't get real with people because you're not real with yourself. And one of the keys, one of the keys to sharing our faith and sharing what God's done in our life is actually being okay with who we are. Being, you know, there's, there's a couple, Philippians 4.13, there's, there's these two cool, cool passages, and I really think like one's a real bloke's passage, one's a real chick's passage. Not saying they're not crossover, there's no crossover. Philippians 4.13, I really, I, now look, I can really only speak from a man's perspective, but one of the, uh, most men, our, our we have got one big question is, are we enough? Can I do it? Do I have what it takes? That's our question, is pretty much, is do I have what it takes? Like, I know that's my question. I know that's the ch- challenge I face every time I get real with myself, anytime I'm feeling under pressure. And the scripture says here, Philippians 4.13, in the Amplified, says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him. It's talking about Christ, who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. In where in your giving your life, you can give, you can bring your life to people. You can bring your real life to people knowing I don't have to measure up to anyone else's standard. I don't have to worry if they like me, if they don't like me, if I measure up, or if I, it's just, you know, all you can actually bring is you. 
And this passage says, you are enough. There's all, now, all the girls, you all know this one. Mo- well, most of you will. Uh, Psalm 139, verse 13 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. need to put some lippy on and you know and this is like and you know uh, and I've heard this at, at uh, like so many different women's things and on so many you know floral colored paint like cards and all these different things but this goes for us blokes as well but whatever it is it's like it's in this get this it says God created my innermost being you your he made you the very core of who you are he made you he knit you in your mother's womb before he laid the foundation of the world. He had you in mind. He planned good things for you to do. You were thought of. You were planned. You were created. You were constructed in my mother's womb. I praise you. Now, this is where it gets serious. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, get this. This is pretty challenging. It says, I am fearfully and I'm made really, really well. Get that. I'm made really, really well. You made me. And you make, your works are wonderful. You made me, you do good work. I know that. So it's not a, our self-sufficiency is not from ourselves. It's Christ's sufficiency. It's like, I'm, a, I, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Because God makes amazing things and he made me. Like, I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Don't blame me. But we have to take this, and what I'm saying here is get real with yourself. Get, be comfortable in your skin because, you know what, you are the only you you've got to deal with. And if you are going to lay down your life for your friend, it has to be you laying down your life. You have to be okay with you. You have to be okay with you to lay down your life. Otherwise, you're laying down a facade. You're laying down a caricature that you would have other people believe, and that is not you, that is not your life you're laying down. We're called to lay down our lives, which means being real with the people around us. It means being genuine. And can I just tell you that the world are the best detectives of genuine that I've ever come across. They can smell phony religious garbage a mile away. They can smell it. They hate it. The world hates religion. We, the second we slip into some caricature, we slip into a religious garb. Garb is an old word for clothing. Do you like that? Garb. And, and, and people hate it, and good with good reason, because it's not real. It's not real. I know most of the people here, and a lot of you I know really, really well, warts and all. Some of you know me really, really well, warts and all. One of them is even married to me, and she stays married to me. Serious. But this, like, <laughs> but that's enough. That's good enough. So, mate, that'll do. That'll do. That is what God is asking you to give to people. You. This life that we give to people, we're demo- <laughs> it really needs to be a life that they're going to want. Oh yeah, you should follow the the God I follow and adopt, you know, the thing, my values and 
Because your life sucks, man. Why would I do that? It's like you're miserable all the time. Like, you <laughs> like no, thank you. I've had some advice for some people whose lives are terrible, and I'm just thinking, I would not take your advice to save my life. It's like, what, you want me, you're telling me to do these things so I would end up like you? You're some of the most miserable people I've ever met. Why would I take your advice? Why would I do anything that you're suggesting? To be fair, too often, that is our witness. You know? Or you should be a Christian so you can come to church on a Sunday. Give up your Sunday mornings. No, you can't swear anymore. Like, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. Oh, no, we don't like those people. They're, well, that person, no, we don't talk to them. Right? You're just as broke as they are. You're just as sick as they are. You're just as unhappy as they are. Except at least they can get drunk and inoculate themselves. <laughs> like, why? What am I giving? Uh, you know, and we need a life. You know, the Bible says, John chapter 10 and verse 10 says that Christ came that we would have life and life overflowing. And the Amplified puts it amazingly. He says, oh, I came that they may have and enjoy life. And <laughs> this life that we're called to is supposed to be enjoyable. You're supposed to like it. It's supposed to be fun. If you're not enjoying it, you're doing it wrong. I'm not saying you don't have your ups and your downs. I'm not saying you don't have your challenges. But you know what? Most of the amazing things in life, you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I climbed Everest. And that's an awesome thing. But there were some challenges to get there. Was it worth it? Yeah. Did it cost you? Yeah. You know, it, it's part of the fun. It's actually learn to enjoy the fight. Learn to enjoy the fight. This is not going to be fun if you don't learn to enjoy the fight. Keep it real. Yeah, there are ups and downs. Jesus said it like this. John, uh, John 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Never stop there, guys. Never stop there. Please, if you, t- if you stop there, don't let them know you come to Everyday Church. Tell them you go to a different church. I can give you lists. <laughs> I can't. I'm just being facetious. I probably could, but I won't. Oh, yeah. You know, like some people, your lives just, you know, oh, I've got the joy of the Lord in my heart. Oh, look at your face, mate. Come on. Like, you know, it, it's, it's called a witness. A, w- a witness is someone who accurately represents what they've seen, accurately explains what they've experienced, accurately, like, it's like, okay, it's like, but this is so beautiful, this passage. It's like, yeah, you know what? Christ has given me an abundant life. I live an abundant life. Yeah, I do have my challenges, the same as you. But you know what? I get through them, and I build on them, and I get better for them because Christ has overcome the world. So for a lot of people here, you know what it is to see your son or your daughter go into addiction. You know what it is. You, you know what it is to lose somebody you full-on care about. You know what it is to face the most um, horrific experiences in life. You know what it is to have dark times. You know what it is to go through depression. You know what it is to lose a marriage. You know what it is to lose a business. You know these things. But you come out better. It doesn't take you out. It doesn't take you out. There's nothing wrong with telling your friends, telling people that you're in, about what you're going through. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm having a hard time. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Do you know what? They can see it anyway. They can, you know, if someone knows you half well, they know you're having a hard time. Oh, no, I'm great. Praise Jesus. Oh, like, you know. And one of the things, and this is some feedback we get so often about everyday church, is that our people are real. Like, we're real. And the cool thing about that is it doesn't mean we're misery guts. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going through a hard time, but I know I'll get through it. I've been through hard times before. I've gotten through them. And, and we've got a, this is our testimony. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. Like, and, and this is the life we've got to, we, because we're giving our real life, remember, church. If you're not giving your real life to people, you're not giving your life. The scripture says, no greater love has this, but that one lays down one's life for their friends. One is genuine with their friends. One is genuine with the people they care about. One is genuine with the people they love. And this is my last point. They are friends. Greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life, that one lays down one's life for one's friends. So there's a, note, a word here I would like you to see here, friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. I learned it like this. One, I fry the end of my friend. And the distinction here is because I want you to understand that it says one's friends, not one's projects. Not one's projects. Can you imagine being someone's project? If you're married, you've been someone's project. But, you know, like I am, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. And at some point in a healthy marriage, you'll realize, you know what? Yeah, the two become one, involve half of each dying. But there's some bits that are, this is just what you got. This is, you're stuck with this. This is me. You want this to change, it ain't happening. Because this is just like, I'm, you know, there's parts of it like that. But can you imagine someone behaving as your friend to try to get you to change your belief system so you have the same religious affiliation as they do so they can put another notch in their Bible. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Can you imagine how, 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 like, I can't even think the word, violated you would feel knowing that somebody pretended to be your friend to get you to change your belief system, that you were somebody's project. And you know what? Most people are actually smart enough, have got enough intuition to realize when it's happening. And you know what happens when you start? They <laughs> go 100 miles away. You know what? I do not want this. I don't know what it is, but something not right. I'm going that way. And, and people will stick with someone genuine, even if they're genuinely wrong. And someone who's wrong, like doing the wrong thing, doing something the wrong way about the right thing. And we need to be friends with people. We need to be friends with people. We need to get, and this is the coolest thing, it just flows so... I won't say naturally, but it flows so succinctly. It's like, you know what? You start to get 
start to like yourself, comfortable in your own skin, you find yourself being real with people. As you're being real with people, you develop real friendships. In these real friendships, because you're being real with people, you share your real faith. In your real faith, you explain why you're really, even though you have your ups and downs, you have this joy in your heart that touches your face. And why you go through the storms of life with a peace that other people don't get. And you know where you come to get recharged every Sunday. <laughs> you know where you come to, to be a part of a community that kin- keeps each other fired up, that keeps each other's faith stirred. And it's this amazing passage. I, I never saw this passage as a, a, <laughs> a passage about inviting people to church before. I never saw this passage as something about making friends with people and including people in your life. Now, there are aspects of this that are so much easier for everyone. For the truth tellers, the part where it comes to being open about your faith is dead easy. For the friendship people, the, the making friends, uh, that's a super easy part and naturally. I'm like, uh, when I get up on on stage and put a microphone in my hand, I'm like, yay, life of the party, funny person, all of these things. That's but When I'm not, I'm like, I'm just happy to sit down, not do much. Pastor Malcolm used to say to me, Jacob, you need to speak up. It's, it sounds like you don't care about that people even, you don't care about people enough to talk properly to them. It's like you need to be a bit more enthusiastic. Because that's, hey, uh, that's not me. Like I'm actually super happy to be in the background, super happy to be chilled, super happy to be by myself and, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that I don't mind a good party and I light up and I have fun, but I'm like, well, very happy to just shrink back to my little box, my comfortable little people that know me already with all my problems, where I actually have to get real. Like, for me to be in a point where I'm getting real about myself, you know, something I hear all the time is like, yeah, you're so honest. I'm like, but I hear it so much, I'm like, is this a problem? <laughs> like, should I not be telling people things? Just because it's socially awkward, like, you know what? The parts of it that, that everyone's going to find easier, that you're going to have things that are aspects of this that are so natural to you. You're like, why is he even saying that? Uh, and, and then, but there are other parts that are going to be amazingly challenging, and those are the parts where you're going to need to lay down your life. So for you, sharing the gospel might not be the part where you're laying down your life. For you, making a friend is what's you've been rejected too many times. You you don't really want people to know you because you feel terrible about yourself. For some of you getting to like yourself, doing the therapy, getting the prayer, reading the books, doing the hard work is going to be your laying down your life. There are all aspects of it that aren't natural to all of us. And some of, and this is why it's so cool to be part of a diverse group like this because we've got each other. And we, um, the Bible talks about spurring one another along to good works. And I just really would love it if our church would take this seriously. Like I saw that young guy when I read this passage, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. If we would take that seriously, then we would just be, you know what? I'm getting confident in my own skin. It is what it is. Maybe this skin could lose 10 kilos, but it's the skin I've got. This personality 
It's not going to change in a hurry, but I can work on what I can work on, but that's what I got. I'm going to be okay with who I am because the world needs me. For me to lay down my life, I have to give them my life. I'm going to need to make some friends. I'm going to need to step out of my comfort zone. I need to maybe stop being lazy and give up a night here and there. Give up the money it costs to socialize here and there. Hang out with people. Jesus hung out with people so much that they said, this guy's a glutton and a drunkard. He's hanging out with sinners. Like, if I got get a bad reputation? I don't know about that. But we do need to be getting out of our holy little box making friends with people who maybe don't have the same belief system we do. Some people that might say some words that we cringe at. Some of you will fit right in there. I know some of you guys. <laughs> you teach them some words. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's like, take some risks. Take some risks. Make friends with some people that you wouldn't normally make friends with. My prayer is that our church... My prayer is this time next year, we've got people in here that are our friends from work, that are our neighbours, that are family members we might not have that much in common with at the moment. I would love it if we would start taking some risks with sharing who we really are with people, making some real friends, getting bold with sharing our faith with our friends. For some of you, it's as simple as what did you do on, on the weekend? Oh yeah, I went out for dinner with my friends here, I watched the footy, went to church. I imagine there's some of you guys who have colleagues that don't even know you go to church, that don't even know you're a Christian. I know that's common. My prayer is that this time next year, we'll look around our church and we'll see people from work. We'll see our neighbours, we'll see family, because we dared to lay down our life. Amen? I'm going to pray. I talked about, just. can I just get every head bowed and every eye closed? Let me get some music going. Cause we all know that the Holy Spirit moves stronger when there's music. It's a true story. I've been talking about sharing this faith and, and this abundant life. And this assurance that even though things are hard, that you, we do get through them with Christ. But for some of you guys, you, you might not actually be able to say, Jacob, I know what that's, uh, 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 that's made my experience. Uh, I've given my life to Christ. I, I've made the decision to follow Him. And I'm experiencing that. And I just would love, if online and in the house here, if you've never made that decision to become a follower of Christ, to engage with Christ in that way, Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's the day where you're able to say, you know what? I want what you've got. We're going to pray a really simple prayer. And it's not, the words aren't magic words. What's magic is when we believe what we pray. It's called faith. And a miracle happens when we pray. And the Bible says that an experience 
takes place when we pray this prayer in faith and we get a fresh start. We get a fresh start. So we're going to pray this prayer and I'm just going to invite all of us to join, whether you've known God forever or you, this is your first time praying it. But I would love it if you would all just repeat with me. And if you're praying this for the first time or maybe reconnecting or recommitting to God, praying it, believing that He will meet you. Just repeat after me, church. Dear God, today I choose to come home. I choose to follow you. Forgive me for living life my own way. Give me grace to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I guess with every head still bowed and every eye still closed, if, I just wonder, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or maybe you're coming back to Christ, if you just would lift your hand in the air, I just would love to be able to know and, and be able to have a chat with you a little bit later. If you're online, please let us know and we'll get some resources to you to help you on your journey. But today is day one. Just one moment longer. I'm going to pray for us all as well because I think that we all need help with the message I shared this morning. I was challenged preparing it. So I'm just going to, like, God's going to do something. Hey, Lord, we just, just do it, God. Do it. Do it. Hallelujah, Lord. We just make ourselves available to be, just to get real with ourselves, to believe that who you've made us is enough that who you've made us is, you know what, the right people are going to like us. That we wouldn't be caught up with what other people think because we know what you think and we know that that's enough. Lord, that we would just be comfortable in our own skin, Lord God, and we would be able to make genuine relations, just, just be real with our friends, Lord. I pray for a boldness to be real about our faith. Lord, I pray for opportunities to share our faith, God, for, for that our friends would ask us questions, Lord. And I pray, for, I thank you that you say, this is, guys, there's this amazing promise in the Bible that says, at that moment, it says, don't worry about what to say. It says, at that moment, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Do you know there's a place that says that? Lord, that you would give us the words to say. We wouldn't be ashamed to let people know that we're a follower of you, Christ, that we go to church. Lord, help us, help us, help us to really love our neighbors and to lay down our lives for them and to be able to share you, what you've done in our lives and see the miracle you've done in our lives, done in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're just going to worship God. I just, like, like, guys, can we just all stand? Because you don't get to hear a message like that without God calling you deeper. You just don't. And these times at the end of the service where we sing this song, it's not just, just part of the way we do things. It's important because God, it's as we just surrender I just want God to seal this word. Do business with God. Let's keep, let's worship, guys.
Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father God. We thank you for the things that you're doing in our life, Lord God. We thank you for this message, Father, and that the Holy Spirit will continue as we walk out these doors, that the Holy Spirit will continue to minister to us and seal that word this morning, Lord God. And I come into agreement with Jacob's prayer and prophesy and declare that our neighbours and our colleagues and our work friends and our our family members, etc., that would be seeing them in this house this time next year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Fantastic. Put your hands together for an amazing message. And um, on your seats, and now this couldn't work any better, but Christmas, who knows Christmas is fast approaching. Yeah? We have invites on the seats here, and we're trying something different this year. That We've got it in a little business card, so it's easier to hand and invite people. But we have bunches and stacks and bundles down the back there and we're asking if you could take a bundle and if you have time to deliver uh, these business cards or these invites let's call them invites because that's what it is right an invitation if you have time to drop it in letterbox within your suburb now I know many I mean we know many are from Padbury but we've got we represent so many suburbs uh, in this church hey And so if you could begin to invite your family members, your friends, just off the back of what we've been speaking on, this is such a perfect opportunity, isn't it? Christmas time. People, if they don't come any Sunday, they'll come Christmas. They'll come Easter, but particularly Christmas because it's about a little baby boy being born, hey? And so please take them. See our team down the back there. We've got bundles there. Don't forget to grab the books if you can. But any Sunday is a good Sunday to invite somebody to church. So please bring somebody next Sunday. Reach out. uh, Continue to work and evangelize in your world. Amen. Amen. Stick around for tea and coffee and we will see you next week. Amen. Thanks, team.